If you listen closely to <coughs> the first reading today, you might have noticed that Abraham was a very classy guy and that Abraham knew how to work God who came down to visit him. He knew how to work that. He was a good person who would come up with compromise. Did you catch that? That God was tired of these people who would not turn to him in the city. He was going to come down and wipe them out. And Abraham got in there and said, well, if I could find 50, would you hold back? Would you hold back? If I could find 40, would you hold back your, your anger towards them? Yes, I will, said God in this parable. And he went on to say 30, 20, 10, and 5. And God agreed to all of that. Abraham was a persistent guy. It's just like, as I recall, I said years ago when I wanted, you know, a dog. My mother had all these excuses. Well, you can't have a dog because no one will put the dog out and bring the dog in. I'll do it. Well, okay, she said, if you promise. Well, who's going to feed the dog? That's why we're not going to get it. Yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take care of it. Who's going to do all of these things that are needed to, to keep this animal? And so finally my mother relented, and we got the dog. But I think I was very clever in doing that. Not that I'm clever any, at any time, but I was persistent. And that's a gift that, that we want to draw upon today that in the scriptures, prayer is a persistent kind of relationship with God. That God's ears are wide open. God's door, knocking on the door, is always wide open to us. The one who knocks, the door will open. I'll open it for you. But we need to be persistent. And that's so significant in this sense of Abraham. But it goes on. Jesus isn't through with that yet. The gospel writers have put another story for us to reflect upon. The story of the, the house that was all asleep. Now, and they come and knock on the door. I need, I need some food because my, I have a visitor. That story in the gospel today. It tells a great parable that the individual who was asleep with his family. Now, let's think about their house for a minute. Their house was not a double-story house. It didn't have a bathroom in every room. It didn't have TVs. It didn't have air conditioning. It wasn't large like our houses are today. It was just a small little patch, a small place where they lived. And the children, in my review of how those houses were, were stacked up like cord of wood uh, right to the door. They slept on the floor and they just, for him to open the door, when the neighbor was coming would have been impossible because he'd wake up the whole house. The kids would scream and all of that kind of stuff. And so Jesus wants us to know that even that persistence, the guy will go to the door even though he wakes up the children. Persistence in prayer is, is, is so significant. I remember um, one time I went into the sacristy at uh, St. Vincent's 
And I had been in Portland a couple of days off and on that, and I couldn't find a place to park. And you know, you get kind of angry. Do you do that? Thank God I drive alone. People would be shocked. And so, so we all get a little bit out of sorts with that. And I was talking to the sacristan, and, and some of you know Lou Amort, who was kind of a very significant person at St. Vincent's. He said, you're not praying correctly. I said, really? And he said, yes. Have you ever heard of St. Dismas, he said. And I said, I think I have. Wasn't he the good thief on the cross next to Jesus? Yeah. He said, you try that, and you'll find a spot every time. Persistent. So I did try it every time, and lo and behold, I always got a place to park. Try Dismas. Be persistent. Don't give up. Don't become so angry and, and lose, lose your perspective, whoever it is or however it is. The Father hears us. Either that or the place we weren't gonna, that we were going to park in isn't that important. You go around the block, keep your faith, and another one shows up. God is with us, and I think we, we forget that. You know, when I was at Mount Angel, I'd love to hear that bell because it reminded me of Mount Angel, the bell that was hung, that rung before Mass. I'd hear it every morning. It would uh, stun me, get me out of bed. Uh, but it's good to hear that again. But at Mount Angel, I was in college. And in those years in college, um, my fourth year, an important year, um, in that second semester, my father had died. And I was you know, really hadn't recovered from that, and I wasn't doing really well in school. I'm kind of a C, C-plus um, student, and it came to one of my important classes that if you don't pass it, it's, it's a solid, and, and if you don't pass it, you know, you, you don't get your degree. <clears throat> so when I came back from the funeral, um, I knew that I wasn't going to pass this, this test, it, of all things, it was logic. Wouldn't you think we'd all be logical? But it, it was syllogisms and all kinds of things that I just couldn't put it all together. And so I thought, I'm done. I, God wasn't calling me. I'd been praying that I would be able to finish school and become a priest. I'm just praying for all of that. And I thought, well, God is hearing me, but I guess he wants me to leave. Um, so let me get my suitcase out, let me pack, and I'll be ready. And I'll go and drive a bus, or, or I'll, I'll work for the city, or I'll teach, or I'll do something else. So the, I really was ready to, to leave. I thought God put me here, but I wasn't supposed to be here. So they, the test came along, and I didn't do well in it. You know, I, I just hadn't recovered from my grades and the teacher and the, the class. So we got to the grades, and you know the grades were posted in those days. Isn't that awful? Everybody could see your grade. Oh, that was the worst thing in the world. And anyway, that's how it was. <clears throat> I was afraid to go down there, but I pushed my way through, and I thought, what's the use? It's going to be an F for sure. And that would mean I would, it's a solid, and I, I would be, I'd have to leave. And, uh, and there was my grade. You know what it was? D was passing, by the way. 
D minus minus. <laughs> That's my grade. Now, I tell you that because we don't know how prayer is going to come around. It may not be immediate, but this priest, who was a tough guy, he was born out here in Jervis someplace. I won't tell you his name. But, but at any rate, um, I thought, you know, he's a tough guy. And where did the soft side of him come in? A D minus minus. He must have been inspired to say, well, maybe this guy is going to be okay. Give him a chance. I was so surprised. So there have been many things in my life, and I think in your life, that we can say prayer is important, and it doesn't always come the way we think it's going to come. But if we give up because of the desperation, you know, with, with something very serious, you know, our children, we, we pray that they'll find their way or they'll have a moral, moral character about them, or, or we have other issues with, with drugs or, or um, some kind of problem in the family, we pray and, and we, we must be persistent because something will come around and you don't know when it's going to be. No prayer is unheard. Nothing is unheard. The, the prayer to the Father through Jesus, he will walk over all those kids, all those cords of wood, because we have a need at the door. We knock, and he will open it for us. How important that is for us to, to stop for a moment and say, well, what are we praying for? Well, we're praying for the insight to know that God is there, but we, we aren't sure when the answer will come. Clearly, you're here. That says a whole lot, that, that your prayer to the Father is deep in your heart. And we want to renew that today, or find it again, that you continue to pray and don't give up. How important that is. Finally, a little story. <clears throat> there was a group of nuns in Ireland and they were a fairly large group. They had, a, they had a farm, and they had cows, and they had sheep, and they had all, uh, vegetables and all of that. And, and the Reverend Mother, um, who supervised all this, was getting ill. And so she went to the infirmary, and she was in bed, and the infirmarian was bringing her food, and, and, and she asked for warm milk every afternoon. Well, the infirmarian said, that would be fine. And so she brought her warm milk, and Reverend Mother drank the milk and felt better and had a good rest. But that went on for about six months, and then the infirmarian thought, well, let me, let me spice that up, that milk, a little bit. Let me upgrade it slightly. She had some Irish whiskey, and she poured a little bit of that into the milk. And, and Reverend Mother found that to be very, very nice, and, and, and she improved for a while, but she enjoyed that taste. It was grand, just grand. And, and so time went on, and, and Reverend Mother was ready to die. She came along, all the nuns came there, and give us your last words for this community. What are we supposed to hear in, from you, the important things that we will continue to, to do? What can you tell us? Tell us what we should do. And the only words that she would uttered before, uttered, that's going to be the word, that she uttered before she died was, don't sell the cow. <laughs> uttered, yes. You never know where that, gener that generous prayer 
to help her, you know, where was that going to come from? It came from that infirmarian. And, and so we, we stop and we think all the people we pray for and all the events that happen are really, really significant. So stay persistent. We hear the prayer of the Our Father today, which Jesus gave us as the prayer, the most important prayer we do to the Father. All prayer is to the Father, but the Our Father is the words of Jesus. Even though the words have changed over the years, it is the prayer that Jesus gave us. So don't sell the cow. Hang on to it. It's there, and we need to re resurrect it in our own life. Everything we pray for, be persistent.